Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Catch Up Podcast. It is Wednesday, May 27, 2020, in the year of our Lord AD. As always, my name is Carson Gibbons, and I'm I'm just screwing this whole thing up. <laughs> and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B Rat Colvin. That'd be me. All right, you gonna <laughs> rescue this <laughs> intro for me? Yeah, man, we got a huge show for you guys, a lot of topics, and um, you're not going to be disappointed. Should we re-record this right <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> Should we ditch this? Or? I don't know, man. It could be fun. Let's go. We'll, F it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got a lot to get into, so you ready? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. All right, guys. So like I said, we have a huge show for you. You know, I came in, I asked Carson if he had any show notes and he said, uh, <laughs> uh whoa, way to just sell me down the river. So, first, um, first moment. I got so some yeah, topics. Yeah, um, I mean, it was just not with me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a, it was kind of a week. Uh, a lot's happened. Yeah. I think a we're so unfortunate. Things. We're so fatigued to like you know the the new news cycle and the new normal that yeah i'm like well yeah what other you know apocalyptic things happened this last week um really wild stuff um did you Mm -hmm. see the party in the ozarks the pool party in the ozarks yeah that thing looked lit it was crazy (laughs) shout out i would have loved to have been there i love the way they kept referring to it as the ozarks i'm like where precisely well i i think they feel comfortable doing that because of the popular show ozark featuring Jason Bateman. You mean the way the news media has dubbed it? Yeah, I think yeah. I think because that's become such a popular show, they assume that more people are familiar with the area. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm kind of in agreement. It seems yeah. to be a, a growing theme, but just the fact that they'd gone to like Arkansas, Missouri, I guess it's Missouri. Missouri. Um, the fact that they were in Missouri and just like calling out red state people for being at the lake, yeah. it was like, what did you expect? You know, like, yep. plus everywhere is pretty much opening up. Like I keep hearing about pockets in California that are continuing to open up. I saw that portions of DC are opening this weekend. Yep. Um, you know, we're, we've been back to the bar for a week or two already and they're going to continue to increase that. Nice. Um, I don't think I've actually been to a bar yet, but I've been to several restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, I told you I was going to Arkansas to visit my grandpa. You were yeah. touching the Ozarks this weekend. Um, the, yeah, it's like the Ozark National Park. I don't know if that's like the same. I don't know if that counts. No, I mean, but you're a border state. Like it, it gets in Arkansas. I, I wanted to, to make, hilly. I wanted to make like an Ozark Jason Bateman caption on my Insta pic, Ooh. but, uh, I felt like I wasn't being genuine. Like I wasn't really in question the Ozarks. for you. Hit me. Um, how long did you spend captioning that photo that you inevitably didn't use? How long was the total post? Um, how long was the, to- like, how long did I consider the caption? Yes. How long did I- you 
post. Okay, so I I was on my walk. I was like, you know, we're in the Ozark National Park. I was like, ah, Jason Bateman. And I was I was probably was trying to come up with like something catchy because I knew I was gonna be posting a picture, right? So like I'm thinking for like a good hard twenty minutes, and then you know I want to make sure that um like I'm in the right spot. Like I didn't want it to be like an offshoot of the Ozarks, and that's kind of how I felt it end up being. So I was like. Uh, I'll, I'll save the caption for another time. So I'm just going to put adventurers out there. It's a good uh, quote from the movie up my favorite Pixar movie. And did I see uh, this photo? Uh, you might've liked it. I don't know. Will you show it to me? Yeah. I mean, Will you jog my memory yeah, real quick. You, what, what did you should you have your notifications this? on for my post, by the way, I kind of offended. You mean where yeah. I get, do I literally yeah, get a I notification pop up? Oh, that's that. Uh, did not see that. Oh. Was this on Saturday? This was five days ago. So whenever, whatever day that Saturday. was. Saturday. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, well, I, I worked some Saturday morning and Saturday midday, but I went to, a, I went to a pool party on Saturday myself. Oh, nice. Here in Dallas at, um, Kat and Erica's shout out Kat for hosting us. She threw a nice little bash, um, bunch of food grilling out a bunch of pool floaties. I got my, go. my shoulders burned, shook my first three hands, dude. Like yeah. I kept apologizing and they'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and then we were all like, that was the first hand I've shaken in months. Like that was crazy. Yeah. And then it, it kind of was saddening in some ways because compared to other parties of the past that have been, you know, more lit. I mean, we were younger, but yeah. you know, I was kind of like, well, is this because of our age and how we would normally be? Or is this, staggered performance due to covid and like don't blame covid uh, you old birds well i feel like headcount suffered due to covid uh, um there are definitely people that are still taking more precautions but all that aside i want to get back to the ozarks um, yeah so you Dude. ended up going up there on was it thursday wednesday thursday um so we left on wednesday i believe and came back sunday um so I'll you know I'll start you off at the top of the trip. We got a nice Airbnb right on the lake. It was really cool. Which lake? Um, I don't uh, you know where in Arkansas were you? Hot Springs. Okay. So whenever I Beautiful. say lake, I probably actually mean like not a lake, like a body of water. Body of water. Sure. That that place is gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, How fun. Yeah, and then we actually got to you know meet up with my grandpa. Originally, my parents were going to go too, but because of COVID and uh, my grandpa, you know, he's, he had a procedure done the day before we got there. And, um, you know, just because of that, we didn't want to overwhelm him and like stay at his house for several days. Uh, we just wanted to be, uh, cautious of his health and everything. But, uh, we did meet up with him when we chilled, uh, downstairs in the, in the basement, we went through the garage and just chilled in the basement with him and he got to meet Courtney and, chatted for about two and a half hours and uh wonderful yeah so that that was like really special to me um and that she got to you know meet him so he's my step grandpa but he's like he's the last grandpa that i have living um oh wow and so that yeah it was just a special special thing for me and uh, i think he seemed to enjoy our company as well so Oh, you and, know and Courtney did. just like loved. She we walked out of the house and she's like, "I love that man. <laughs> uh, he's he's precious." <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. So it it was that's it was actually like really cool. You were uh, kind of concerned just, that you may not get to see him because of yeah. the procedure and COVID and all of this stuff. Yeah, but he was willing. I think I think we were being more cautious than really he was. 
Um, but you know, we're just trying to be respectful of that, but you know, he's living up in hot springs by himself and you know, we're living here and he has other family in like Pennsylvania and, um, but he's really the only one there. So I, I know that he enjoyed the company. So that was, and he lives alone as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. His, his wife, my grandma passed away, uh, maybe in like 20, I don't know, sometime while I was in college. Dude, that kills me. Yeah. I'm like, why, why are we getting married if I can still, you know, be alive without you at that yeah. advanced age? Like watching. Oh yeah. And my they, granddaddy they were lasted. like high school sweethearts. Like they, you oh. know, they were, yeah. So my granddaddy and grandmommy lasted 50, 60 years plus, And he spent the last four yeah. without her, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. And yours spent even longer. It sounded like. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was tough, but you know, overall it was, it was a great trip and I'm glad that we, you know, we got to spend time with him. And then the following day we went to that national park that I'm telling you about. And I, I don't want to be dramatic, <laughs> but I feel like I, I sustained some injuries that could have ended up worse. What'd you do? Well, you know, we were hiking around this. It was just a mile long trail. Is this? this is Saturday. This is still Saturday? The day we saw him on Friday. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you left midweek. Okay. Right. Keep going. And so, you know, we're checking out all these caves that they have at this national park. And I'm like climbing all over the place, having fun. And then we come across this waterfall. And I'm like, it'd be pretty cool to get a picture on top of the waterfall. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I go and like there's this long branch that's like leaning up against the, the the side of the waterfall and i'm like people have used this before to climb up there and i'm trying and this this long uh branch is like wobbling like crazy and so i'm like i'm not gonna do it and then courtney's like well why don't you just go further up and then cross over and so i'm like okay bet and so i i start climbing and it's like completely dry right and you know i have my grip and then I move my foot to the right and I just completely slip and I fall and there is nothing to grab onto. Luckily I land like in the mud. So it, it's not just like this hard impact. It kind of cushions my fall, but I completely land on my ankle. Um, so that swells up. Uh, this is kind of healed up. You can see the mark on my hands uh, from where I was trying to grab onto the rocks. Um, I know it doesn't look that bad, but Goodness I was, gracious. I was really like limping like crazy and it, it hurt pretty bad, but I'm just thankful that there was nothing like down below that could have like impaled Jagged me or rocks anything, you know? Um, so it could end a lot worse. I, I, I did feel like I calculated as I was going up, like, you know, trying to assess the amount of risk that I was taking and. Uh, luckily I assessed correctly because I didn't make it to the top of the waterfall. <laughs> so, uh, I, I had to sit down at the base and I got pictures down there. <laughs> all right. I, I have a couple things to say to you. Oh no. First of all, you know what they say, right? Yeah. They say, no, don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, TLC. I okay? should have. Second ah, of all, dang. going hiking with you sounds like going <laughs> hiking with like an adolescent logan paul like no come on would this caption for netflix nah. work where can i get a picture at the base at, See, the, at the tip let's do it at the base how dare you i'm just saying. you're pandering to the audience i know gerald you're gonna be laughing at this when you hear this alec you know like, that's not true all right <laughs> i'm just I, saying you've talked about captioning and multiple instagram posts and busting your ass 
going over a waterfall trying to get gram worthy content. No, you're, I, you're I wasn't. Logan Paul Jr. Like, what are you doing? I'm not going to a forest where people well, commit suicide. I, and I'm taking expecting video of like, it. man, we went to this beautiful forest and hot springs. I'm like, it's a spiritual it journey, man. Like just to connect with nature and be away from it technology. Was so beautiful. No, you were like, hey, babe, would you hold the boom over a little bit to the left? <laughs> Oh, I hate you. You're like, I'm going to break 20,000 with this one. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I have, I have, I have no argument, man. <laughs> yeah, um, but whenever I landed, like, Courtney, uh, you know, her eyes are, like, watering because she's scared. Like, it it was that high of a, of a fall. How how big? Um, My feet were probably, like, the ceiling here, and, like, this was the ground. So, like... It's like uh, however at I least do. twelve feet type deal. Yeah, and like I kind of skidded down the rock that I was climbing, so you know, which helped the fall as well. But anyway, it uh, yeah, that's a good way to characterize it. That like you didn't end up that hurt, but the fear factor and the uncertainty, like it could oh, have man. been so much different. You the, could have died. the more time that I've had to think about it, because, you know, la- once I landed, I kind of was just laughing, like in, in disbelief that it happened. And it wasn't until later, like, you know, I had already been hurting, but it wasn't until like later that night where I was really considering like how bad it could have been. So really blessed. Big guy upstairs was looking out for me. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that I didn't make too much of a fool of myself and all of that. But, um, to end uh, to end out the trip, you know, we, get, we ended up getting massages the next day and uh, just kind of hanging out and uh, made it back safely. Uh, just kind of chilled on Memorial Day and did a little bit of work for school. Got my final grades in, cleaned up my classroom today, and I'm kind of ready Dang, to go. you done, huh? Yeah, we have a retirement party for my principal tomorrow, and then graduation is on the 7th, and then I am a student beginning on the 8th. <laughs> they're like hand over your ruler we're about to use it on you um where's the retirement party at the school okay yeah uh we got like 40 people showing up okay yeah that's awesome um wow okay yeah but that must feel good i don't have dude i feel like working in a startup is like being in perpetual law or grad school where it's like you go to class all day you know Mm -hmm. you, you go to class nine to five but then you have major homework. Yeah. Like you have, there's so many things that you have to execute at night on the weekends. Um, I was comparing notes. The house party that I went to on Saturday made me feel better actually, because you know, my management consulting buddies, they haven't been working too terribly hard at all during COVID. Okay. Um, if they've been fortunate enough to retain jobs, retain full pay, mm-hmm. different, depending on what type of focus you have. Um, so, you know, some of my more, uh, business oriented friends haven't been able to like identify with my plight during COVID of like, you know, pretty extreme work from home feeling like we're working harder now than we ever have been. And just general startup life, like funded startup life is like very, very busy. Um, when you're standing these things up and, um, the party was comprised of like, you know, some business owners and a lot of lawyers and like media type, so talking nice. to the lawyers that have like, you know, created their dock stations at home, I was talking to Kat, the homeowner, and she was saying, she made me feel so much better because she said, I said, okay, be real with me, more work, more chaotic, 
since you worked from home? Or what, what's the vibe been? Yeah. Equal, greater than, or less than? And she goes, oh, extremely greater than. Like, mm. she was like, we all, first of all, are equipped to work from home day one regardless. So, like, yeah. they're set up with professional equipment, blah, blah, blah. They've got their docking station. She said that they deployed their 1,600-man law firm uh, in, I guess, some sort of segments or waves uh, contingent on your role and how okay. critical it was to be at the office. They deployed them all to go home, and she said within like five business days, even the most chained to their desk in the office, you know, whoever guards the files type person yeah. was fully equipped to work remotely. So they had a real strategy going into that, but she said that she'd actually been working a lot more around the clock, basically, seven days a week. And so that made me feel better that certain professional services, like there was something about working remote where it was like... It, people thought that you worked less per day so you should work all days yeah or that you know there was no point in even thinking about it being a saturday because you're not going to go anywhere or do anything or see anybody anyway right yeah i i mean as a teacher you know we kind of joke about how like midday i was out swimming and different things like that <laughs> but i will say the amount of questions that i have to answer like around the clock now or you know up until their finals and everything was pretty crazy just in the fact that like if you had kids that missed the zoom session like because all this you know during this during the <laughs> covid like social distancing a lot of our students apparently like picked up jobs and all of a sudden they couldn't come to class anymore it's like their parents had them start working um where where was dude, open? i don't know some of them had to like some of them like live on a farm i remember one kid had to be like oh i can't make class i have to go feed the cows <laughs> I was like, I have never like, heard this excuse. Jebediah, yeah. put put your paw on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't hear a moo. Pa said I had to milk the cows, though. Yeah, so uh, so I can't was... do I can't do calculus this afternoon. I gotta milk the cows. Yeah. But yeah, and all of a sudden they just had so many more questions, and they forgot how to upload stuff, and so. Th I wouldn't say it was like strenuous work, but it was a lot of like little pesky things that occurred all throughout the day. Yeah. Oh, good times. That's rough, man. Yeah. Life teaching kids how to upload. They're like, sorry, I haven't used this feature. I've just been working a hand in the no, farm. If you can figure out TikTok and all of that and learn those dances, you can learn how to upload Sounds a like file. Their teacher's doing that. No. You're in the middle of a lyric video like, don't <laughs> go chasing <laughs> waterfalls. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, you're on a roll, man. Courtney's just crying and then she yeah, goes, oh, she... that's because of the singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no singing. <sighs> Do you think my mic is okay? Yeah, it's just me. Okay. Yeah. I like making those big lines, folks. <laughs> wow. There we go. Hey. Hey. Hope you're awake. <laughs> hey, we got a dude. Your daddy sent over a funny one today. Oh, boy. Let me dial this ish up. Shout out, Dean. What is he? What what joke does he have for us today? Um, One second. Uh -huh. I'm pulling up LinkedIn, folks. <laughs> Brought to you by LinkedIn. <laughs> and I, I think KBBA again. Is she our sponsor? I think she might have sponsored for... I think You didn't she, pay me for last week's. I'll pay you right. more today because okay, I'm pretty sure she's our third sponsor in a row. Um, yeah, okay, I like this one. You other listeners are slacking. I'm just saying. All right, joke time. Today, Dean Colvin, 3.02 p.m. <laughs> via LinkedIn. Your mama's so dumb, it takes her an hour to cook minute rice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was 
was good. That is good. And then he sent me an article about Trump threatening to close down Twitter and other social media to oh, stop them from rigging the 2020 vote. That was almost a topic that I had in my notes, and then I decided <laughs> against it. Right on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's saying that they're not allowing free speech, and what they really did was kind of quote tweet him and say that, hey, the facts that you're pushing are false. And so really they were using free speech and he didn't like it. That's gotcha. all that's all it was. Okay. Yeah. He was trying to infringe on their free speech. I've been super Cuz they didn't delete his, they didn't delete his comments or anything like that. They just said, "Hey, these are the actual facts and he didn't like that so much." Gotcha. Yeah. Um sounds like a big nothing burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh not worth my time. Yeah. Did you did you catch the Lance debut? No, tell me about it. Whoa, it's worth your time. Yeah, it's incredible okay. already. Um, All, how many episodes are there going to be? I I don't know. I I was telling somebody the other day like, oh, there's two episodes, and then they're like, no, there's only one part one at the moment. But it was multiple oh. hours of content. Um, it's already incredible. Okay, you got to tune in. Yeah, I'll watch it. And they're this running week. the real, they're running the sizzle reel for all the 30 for 30 sponsored docs that are, they're debuting this summer mm. that I mentioned in last week's episode. Nice. Um, the epic home run, you know, battle and uh, Bruce Lee. Um, oh, yeah. Several yeah. people that I've told about that have been very excited. So, yeah, yeah I'll be tuning in. Yeah, that's what you'd said. Um, uh, so, what? Are Go you going to completely shift? Because because we, we do have sports that you probably watched, yeah. Uh, as far as golf, right? We can definitely discuss that. So I didn't. So I want you to tell me about it because I I didn't I didn't know I know who lost. You talking about the match? Yeah. By Capital One. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the duos. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was really so Sunday on NBC. No. Yes. Big NBC, I believe. No, I I'm sorry. Know. TNT. TNT. Ah. Uh, TNT knows drama. Yeah, they do. So I guess that basically Capital One sponsored another one-on-one match. So uh, a year or two ago, Tiger and Phil went head-to-head in Las Vegas um, match play, one-on-one, winner-takes-all of a $9 million purse. And Phil won. And so this year, they decided to do it for charity sponsored by Capital One. And they were running, they were raising money for COVID relief in general. They had a couple breakout charities and different um, avenues that they were going to filter that money to. Hmm. Um, but they teamed up with a couple, uh, you know, Hall of Fame or future Hall of Fame professional quarterbacks in Peyton Manning and Tom Brady to be their celebrity quarterback partners. Wow. And so they did this like they did this tournament in Medalist, uh, Medalist Country Club, Florida, um, over by Palm Beach. It's south of Palm Beach. Um so what it was, was I think it was best ball scramble, mm-hmm. the first nine holes. So whoever on your team scored lower, they took that score, right. match play. And then they, uh, starting on hole 10, they started to do like weird things. Like it was either on hole nine or 10, something like that, that you had to use the same club for every shot, including your putt. Oh. Um, so you had to be strategic about how you were going to play the, play the hole because there's a big difference between a six iron and a nine, a nine iron. Um, so they, they played that one, then they played alternate shot where they would take the better shot. And then the person who didn't shoot that ball had to shoot the approach shot. Um, so it was tiger and Peyton Manning versus Phil and Tom Brady. 
and they'd had a Zoom call that they debuted that I've watched uh, several times actually with various people <laughs> where it's basically like the four of them getting interviewed by the head honcho at TNT Sports ah. and they're just, you know, trash talking like, yeah. you know, Phil is showing he's like this trophy. He's in front of all of his trophies. <laughs> like there's just a billion trophies yeah. in the room and they're like, OK, you pose in there a little bit. And he's yeah. he points to the one that's like in the foreground right next to mm-hmm. him next to the camera. And he goes, yeah, this is the Tiger. I don't know if you saw this one uh, because this is the one that I won the last time that we did this. So uh, this is what it would have looked like were you to have won. <laughs> That's good. And so Tiger was like, I'm sorry, what? What's that? I, I can't hear. I just got out of an ice bath. And he takes the master's green jacket, which he's ah. currently in possession of, and he puts it over himself. And all the guys start laughing. Yeah. And just a bunch of smack talking, really epic lead up to this. And then it just poured rain all day Sunday. Mm. It was just miserable. Like I saw a PGA memes account where it was like um, 2020. And the only thing that you have hoped for is like the match by Capital One. And then it just was a screenshot of the weather. And it was like 2020 and God's plans for your year. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, it looked uncomfortable, especially Mm -hmm. the first 10 holes. It was just it was pouring on them. Yeah. But. Uh, nothing real crazy until Tom Brady was just, he was not doing well. He was, no. it could have been me out there. Like he was not having a great day. Damn. The nerves had cropped up. It was pouring rain. He's just shanking it off the tee. Oh. He's having to hit provisionals. They're not finding his drives. Like it's yeah. not going well. So they never, so cause they played be- best ball the first few holes. And yeah. I'm sure that they well, never Tiger, used his tiger no they could yeah. find his <laughs> yeah. like and he was with phil and uh-huh. phil is not much better sometimes oh. in terms of finding the fairway that's like yeah kind of a well-known joke about him but so the funny thing was that um peyton was lights out peyton was nailing birdie putts he was he was hitting like every green in regulation he was nice. pretty much neck and neck with tiger uh from like an approach shot perspective yeah. um not quite tiger was lights out but the, the best part of the broadcast was that one of the commentators that they had there, in addition to Trevor Immelman and some of the TNT guys, was Charles Barkley. Really? Who notoriously has the most broken, wrong, like <laughs> mentally challenged swing you've ever seen. And, and it's a famous joke between him and Michael Jordan as okay. well. That my, uh, Michael claims that Charles used to be able to play pretty well, hmm. but that He'd gone to a lesson or something had happened and he and got they completely this, changed. He got this hitch in his giddy up, so to speak. And like he cannot if you've ever seen him like on YouTube or something, just go type in Charles Barkley golf swing and like yeah. there's reels. Um, he's a meme himself for it. So he was commentating for whatever reason, and it was so funny because Brady was doing so poorly through the first seven, eight holes that Charles is smack talking him because the golfers are wired into where they can hear the broadcast and comment and their golf carts, which are all custom have Cisco WebEx cameras on them oh. that they're communicating with. So like tiger hits a shot, he gets in his golf cart and you see the view of him, like the POV view mm-hmm. of like him right there in the golf cart. And they'll go, tiger, what were you thinking about that shot? And he'll go, yeah, I was just thinking, and it's all interactive. That's cool. Really dope. Um, so 
where was oh so charles is smack talking like tom as he's getting set up for his shot he's like i got you tom he's like i'm gonna give you shots tom like i'll give you strokes baby i want a piece of you oh wow like he's which is a big disc coming from barkley yeah it's not his game anymore and if ever and so um tom lines up for the shot it's like an 150 yard shot into mm-hmm. the green and he just nails it he hits a big divot ball goes way up in the air <laughs> it takes two hops on the green right around the flag stick picks up a little gnarly backspin and backspins itself into the hole what? and he holds out from like 150 yards plus and everybody on the course is like what they're all screaming That's like crazy. phil just goes you made it you made it <laughs> and so brady doesn't even react he just presses his earpiece in uh-huh. and he goes hey hey chuck hey shut your mouth chuck <laughs> <laughs> because chuck was smack talking yeah. as he was getting set up for that shot he holds out it was definitely the highlight shot of the day yeah definitely yeah that's uh, cool he ended like up making that. a clutch putt down the stretch um they lost by one hole oh okay. um it was getting dark uh it was raining all day mm-hmm. it was really a great situation they had like fun fun actors come in like samuel l jackson introduced all of them oh nice. and as they're getting set up for their first shot on the first tee they're listening to samuel l jackson <laughs> like commentate introduce them in a roasting type manner ah. so they're laughing like it was a really interesting broadcast experience uh they raised over 20 million dollars for covid relief nice. um, they're gonna support food pantries research re- recovery relief all this different stuff so yeah um it was a, a nice little thing. That's cool. So that floated me Sunday and mon- Monday. I just, you know, Memorial Day, I ended up doing like a bunch of chores, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just scrubbed the place, did my laundry, did some work. Legit. Um, went up, had dinner with my parents. They were going to bring down a, they brought me a new sofa. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were going to do that Memorial Day, but we ended up getting rained out because it just poured Sunday and Monday here. Yeah. So kind of a downer. Yeah, um, got to play golf Friday evening and then go to the pool party on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Got to see, you know, some friends. Mm-hmm. We were out there from probably one to seven type deal. Okay. So I was burned. I was ready for my bed after that. Um, yeah. Other than that, a lot of work. Um, I got attacked by a bird. <laughs> we should have led with that. <laughs> um, what? Yo. Start from the beginning. This is an emotional story for me because what I got really scared. (laughs) Your your eyes are glossy right now. Yeah, because I'm like, how did this bird? We both just had near death experiences. Well, and for a brief moment, I was like, I'm not in the food chain. Like, why can't I walk (laughs) down the street right now? I was indignant. I was like, I'm a human. Yeah, (laughs) but I'll be honest with you. I got attacked by a bird this week, and it scared the uh, crap out of me. Yeah. (laughs) It scared me half to death. All right, so I'm walking down the street. It's like, I think it was my work from home day. It was like right before a conference call or maybe midday going to get a granola bar, something like that. Yeah. I'm walking down the street in my neighborhood, and... I have my AirPods in, so I'm kind of oblivious, but they're not really, their planes have been really low or not at all at the moment. And so my, just my peripheral is mm-hmm. kind of compromised. So this bird flies right past me, <laughs> like, 
like arm like elbow level right like it yeah. barely missed and I do was you like, have food or anything on you no or? okay no right. nothing i kept okay. that's what i kept wondering i'm like am i made a bird seed all of a sudden <laughs> what's going on so this bird flies right past me and it scared me i was like what the, you know <laughs> yeah. i was like you're not that doesn't happen right you know so i see the bird it goes and it goes to the top of a stop sign mm-hmm. and it perches there and it looks at me <laughs> and i i like make eye contact <laughs> with this bird and I get a little speed in my step and I go down the street. The next thing I know, the bird rammed me. Whoa. The bird in mid flight, <laughs> beak first, hit my arm and back solidly. Okay. It took off from the top of the stop sign. I had turned my back, was speeding down the street. Nose and dive. It, it nose dive bombed me and it hit me and I felt it flutter. And my nipples immediately just shriveled up into nothing. You know, my manhood was somewhere underneath my diaphragm. Like, oh. I'm like, what? I'm like violated. I'm, I'm, I'm freaked out. I don't, because a bird shouldn't be scary, but it's like, it moves around weird. It yeah, twitches. Yeah. It's got those feathers and it's like, it's not supposed to touch me. It freaks me out. Right. So this thing flew right past me taunting me and then it nosedive bombs me and then it goes to the top of the next stop sign and sits there waiting for me (laughs) so i turn around and i ran back to the house i was like what is going on like oh man that i'm so sorry that that happened to you dude it freaked me out like so i'm telling my parents this story yesterday my dad goes was it a mockingbird and i go it was how did you know and he's like because they're mean birds like Mm. and it just triggered i have some ptsd because my mother and i were attacked by a goose (laughs) oh when i was a young child your first run-in with our our feathered friends huh no like i Uh, you know uh i don't know wow we got attacked at uh, the park in Keene by some geese. Oh, and those geese are vicious. I think one of us got bit or something. Like yeah. it, it was traumatic there for a moment. This was like one of my earliest memories. Yeah, and it's not even like a memory. I feel like it's something I've fabricated with the stories that I've been told. Yeah, but, as time's gone on. Uh, yeah, we were attacked by geese, and then this mockingbird incident. But dude, this guy, I, I didn't know. I was racking my brain like, why is this happening? Like, what kind of cologne you been wearing? Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I always smell like a god. You know, <laughs> you need to understand that. Just waking up, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, yeah, right. head to toe. Um, what I like to do is I like to do a layer of shampoo everywhere. <laughs> I know you and, do. And then I like to do. <laughs> don't act like that's weird. I remember your rituals. <laughs> How do you remember this? Uh, we went to college together. We've hung out outside after graduate. Like I've seen you get ready to go out. <laughs> <laughs> then I do. I got you a bottle. I got you a bottle of Chanel, and it was gone in a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thanks, man. That's a really nice gift. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've always been heavy on the cologne, but um, then I, I like to get out a little bit of lotion, lock it in. <laughs> right. Well, I do a round of, of spray and yeah. then lotion and then spray again. Yeah, you got to layer spray it. Spray a couple more times yeah. with every layer. Yeah. Um, and then over the hair and everywhere else. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I It was a work from home day that day, so I would have only had two sprays. On days that I don't see anybody, it's just two sprays <laughs> just for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, seems wasteful, but that's funny. Yeah, it really, it really spooked me, man. <laughs> yeah. 
know right. what to make of it. I don't know either, man. I, I checked I'm my glad, clothing. I'm, I'm glad like, you're still here with us. I'm like, did I sit in some like peanut butter and bird seed or something delicious? Like, what? Yeah. Why would it hit me? This episode is brought to you by Angry Birds. Oh my goodness! It's about to be brought to you by Carson with a slingshot. I'll take my Glock out there and just blow that guy out of the air. I did not appreciate that, and the, I I I literally walked speedily away with my head looking over my shoulder to make sure that it didn't take off from the stop sign the top of the stop sign again because mm. it scared me that that it it watched me back into my own place i'm a grown man yeah <laughs> and a mockingbird backed me into a corner yeah so so that's how so that was my week <laughs> and that's your weekly catch-up yeah. tots <laughs> thinking of a caption now <laughs> uh, um Speaking of flight, SpaceX and NASA were supposed to have a historic launch uh, today, but that has been canceled due to the weather, and they have postponed it until May 30th. Mm. Okay? Um, so they were supposed to fly out aboard the Crew Dragon. <laughs> you got to love Elon Musk and all the names that he chooses for everything. Yeah. I'd say yeah. that's pretty respectful, given Elon. <laughs> yeah. Um and so it was actually, uh, they were supposed to, you know, launch and it was canceled 17 minutes before they were supposed to take flight today. Um, so it'll be happening on Saturday, May 30th. The, f- the flight marks the first ever manned space launch by a private company and is the first crewed NASA launch from the U.S. since 2011. Yeah, 2011 was when it went boom, right? No, that was no, before. That was earlier. I was outside and heard that. Yeah. When that one moon. I have vague memories of that as well. It was on a Sabbath. The Challenger. Yeah. Yep. Wild stuff. Uh, That's so cool. Elon is the one to do it. Elon will lead the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, I had, I think Michael hit me up today and he's like, you're going to watch? And I was like, oh, I'm in meetings all afternoon. And then I saw it got canceled and I was like, perfect. Yeah. What's on your sheet? Oh, that was your <laughs> that was your talking point. I mean, um, I have I oh no, that's all I have on that. My talking sheet literally was like pool party Saturday, <laughs> attacked got by, a bird. by a bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Man, I'm I'm glad we pulled that cologne story out. <laughs> More my, content. My coworkers in Baltimore. When I worked in Baltimore, I worked for Baltimore Sun Media Group and this beautiful like landmark historical building in downtown on Calvert street. And it took up an entire city block. Yeah. The first day I ever walked in Buck Showalter held the door for me because he was the manager of the Orioles at the time. Um, I think I've told that story, but anyway, uh, they, I, I went outside for a little while and I came back in and there was a series of post-it notes covering my cologne bottle that had all been written on saying, stop spraying me, Hmm. (laughs) which I thought was rude. (laughs) No, that's great. I like to bathe in it. I come from a long lineage of men that have no body hair and a lot of cologne and a full head of hair till the day they die. Mm. Guess what's up? Jeans. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, my eyes are just falling out from my sockets. (laughs) Like I need... Todd, send me uh, recommendations for like white guy under eye cream or drops that I can easily get because I'm just one of those people yeah, that they I'm get the dark need a circles. Yeah, man. Like I look terrible. Yeah, I'd be down for some eye cream if y'all have any suggestions. 
feel like for so much of my life, I was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to look old, to look mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like 30, I'll be 31 this year. Yeah. And I look old. I'm like, uh, I want to be youthful. Yeah. Let's, let's like, take it back. Fewer sunburns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm excited for the day that I get a, like a grayish or a whitish beard. Um, but I definitely like, I don't need it right now. Are your head grays coming in? Minor, like, and I have like w- I have like a gray like or white hair that pops up in my beard every once in a while. Hmm. So let's talk about like COVID releases from prison because Takashi Six Nine got out. Oh yeah. But I also saw that Michael Cohen, Trump's yes. personal lawyer, got out. Yeah. Which seems way early. Doesn't I thought he was sentenced like four years or something. Yeah. And he could have only served like. What, will you look that up, actually, how much time he actually ended up serving? Yeah, I got you. It was funny. He was coming home from jail in, like, a baseball cap and a mask. Yeah. Everybody looks like a, a villain right now with their mask on. Although, I walked up to Chipotle the other night with mine on, and this girl right in front of me kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and she didn't have one on, and she just walked right in. Yeah. So, I think all the restrictions have been lifted. Um, he was projected to be released in November 2021, so a little over a year early. Yeah, a little a year and a half. Yes. Um, so he'd been serving his sentence uh, for campaign finance violations and other crimes uh, back in 2018. Um, and he was in the minimum security camp next to a medium security federal prison. So that boy's out of there. Hey, who, who goes to arrest people? Who? No, I'm asking you. Who, who goes, goes to, to arrest people? What profession? A cop. Oh, caps. Caps? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a cop? I'm not a cap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to weave it into every podcast oh, moving forward. Dude, speaking of uh, cops, racist cops be racist copping again. Um, a police oh. officer kills... Minneapolis? George Floyd, um, an unarmed man, and this cop is kneeling pressing on his throat and uh the guy saying like i can't breathe please get off and the cop does not and he sustains injuries and passes and uh there's been riots going on uh with unarmed people and they received tear gas meanwhile a week ago a bunch of white folk with ak's were out there uh screaming in police officers faces uh just because they couldn't go inside a store and nothing happens to them. So um, I'm not the spokesperson on, you know, all the racism that's going on in this world. And I, I'm not going to be the one that's going to be able to catch it all. But it's it's just another tragic instance. And I know that I spent a lot of time last episode or maybe the episode before uh, speaking on that. And it, unfortunately, it's just another copy and paste situation to where, uh, you know, the heartfelt speech that I gave, I mean it this week as well. And I'm going to mean it next week whenever something new happens. It, it's just, it's so unfortunate. Now, I, I don't, I don't outright disagree with your overall sentiment sure. here, but I actually think that the Ahmed Arbery situation and this situation are very different in oh, the yeah, nature yeah. of how they happen. Like I view the, 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 the Georgia man, the Ahmed Arbery case, yeah. I view that as like real straight up vigilante, racist, racist glasses at least, and cold blooded murder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. I view if, that if, as. Right. With this one, 
first of all, the photographer or videographer that captured the photo of that brief moment where like it almost looks like his eyes are bugging out right. and like he's asphyxiating or something. That is such a powerful image that hopefully um, will change some procedures because I want to talk about this. Okay. I'm not saying that this wasn't racist m motivated or mm -hmm. if he'd been white, it would have been different. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not arguing in favor of the cops here at all. Right. What I am saying is that I've seen a lot of live PD and different footage of cops ar arresting all races, colors mm -hmm. and creeds and uh, sexes, you know, men yeah. and women. And with, with the same tactic, it is a I never like it either. Right. Whenever I see inevitably the fourth officer rushes in and always feels the need to place a knee over the the very top of the back and or the neck yep. or the head. They'll just like they'll pin your face to the cement. Yeah. They will. It's the last barrier that they have mm -hmm. to securing you. And they always use that. And it makes me think that that placement is police proceed standard police containment procedure where the placement of the knee is to be i don't know however yeah. i've always thought that that was like a brutal tactic and with all the technology out there like you ever watch them cuff somebody where it's like okay you know what i want you to do is put your arms over your head now interlock your fingers now bring your arms down like this mm -hmm. and it's like then they have to struggle with the keys like isn't yeah. there a better way of immobilizing someone that you need to immobilize? And, and again, I'm just going to put emphasis on someone who is not carrying, you know, they are unarmed. Like it should not under any circumstances, like take that much force. And I agree with you, no matter the race, color, creed, that man, it's it's tough because a lot of people, you know, there are two sides to the people that are posting the video that's been circulating on social media and the news. And it's like some are just trying to put it out there. So people are more aware. But at the same time, it's like I think we're quite aware of like a lot of, you know, black males being killed by police officers. And again, you know, maybe it wasn't a race thing this time around. But either way, I I can see both sides of the people saying like, Hey, we, we don't need to see this video. We don't need to see the injuries that are being sustained because we, we know that uh, this is happening. We don't need more reminders, but um, I, I've seen two sides of that argument going on. And uh, again, it's just really unfortunate. Uh, I mean, I, I can go on to some other stuff that has been happening uh, since our last episode as well. But like I, along the lines of race or yeah, well, I, I would like, I don't know what you're about to bring I, this, up. This is the most serious one. So we, I'd like to, again, I don't know that this wasn't 100% racist or right. in nature or that I don't know any of that. All I know is that I've watched a lot of arrests yeah, and that tactic is used in such a surprising amount of, um, you know, times where officers are trying to restrain somebody man or woman and they do that even though there might already be two or three officers on them they just callously put their weight on their knee on the top of their back mm -hmm. their head or their neck and i i always think about 
just the slight force that yeah. they're they're applying um it's one of those things where i'm like is the procedure wrong was his placement wrong or as anything you can do something you can do something professionally or you can do something angrily mm-hmm. like you could you could um throw a powerpoint you know clicker mm-hmm. uh you you could set it nicely on your desk or you could throw it to make a point yep. you know like and in his job where he's dealing with human life it, it's even bigger repercussions right um so again i don't know i think that that procedure should be looked at it seems like with with the types of stuff that we're consuming as a society now and the access to technology how did they not have a gun that you just press it in the general direction of somebody mm-hmm. and it just dispenses like a web that binds their arms behind their back or like right. wraps them in cellophane or something outrageous where it's like there's got to be an easier way of containment or why don't we like why don't we tranquilize more people yeah you know like wouldn't that be a solution yeah I, I mean wouldn't you rather just get hit by a quick dart than yeah, go knock, through the struggle of all that yep knock me out for a few and instead of you know endangering my life yeah knock me out until my court date baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um, so w- what's the what is a bigger issue that's no 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 i said that? that was the biggest one. Oh, okay yeah so i guess we can just slide down the scale here if you uh if you want to consider that um, <laughs> if we have a racist priority ladder yeah, of stories <laughs> that feels very odd saying um but amy cooper um, calls the cops on Christian Cooper. Christian Cooper is outside. Uh, he's not really doing anything. She's there with her dog, and he's recording her. And towards the beginning of the of his recording, you can hear her say, well, I'm going to call the cops on you, and I'm going to say that uh, you're threatening my life. And he said, okay, call the cops. And so she's out there calling the cops. She has her dog on the leash, and like the way that she's holding him because she's on the phone, about to try to frame this man. She's like choking the dog and you can hear it like yelping. Um, and turns out, you know, the cops came, he showed them the video and uh, they're like, Oh, like he, he didn't do anything wrong. Um, but the fact that she was just using like her privilege and, and, you know, calling the cops on him saying that he was threatening her life is crazy. Oh my goodness. People are going to think I'm racist because of all my rebuttals to these <laughs> stories this week. But I saw this, I I saw this story and I was like, oh, like, um, you know, Karen (laughs) felt threatened by the black man in the park or something like that and was racist. I'd seen that she had been fired from her job. Yeah. But the, the thing that I didn't read in any of the stories or research that I had done is the fact that he had been filming her at the outset of the story. What is that about? Um, you're telling me that even as a. Well, you're, I think you're I park. think he started recording as soon as their the altercation began. Okay. Yeah. You made it sound like she like turned around and a black man was no 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 he wasn't already recording. No her. no no. He because... pulled it up once she started like yelling at him. So that's why it cuts. Oh in okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I was like that. First of all, it sounded kind of stalkerish um, the way you'd first. Put no, it. he had been out in the park. Uh, he was bird watching, and I guess he was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, 
obviously you're going to, you know, turn your nose at that because of your history with birds, but some people do enjoy doing that. I mean, I've been bird watching too, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to the park to do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she says, I'm taking a picture and calling the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an, oh yeah. She's explicitly says, I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Um, and she said African American. Yes. In the video. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to dispute it, you can, <laughs> but no, I'm just, I, I'm, I almost like this where I don't like look into these stories too much. And then I just hear these like tidbits and it's like, huh? Like, what did she do? What was he doing? Like technically menacing is mm -hmm. like an actual form of crime. And I'm not saying that he did that. I'm just saying like, there's a portion of the story that we don't know about. Oh, here. Okay. Here you go. I'm just saying something's missing for me. I got you. Christian Cooper, who described himself as an avid bird watcher, was out birding between 7.30 a.m. and 8 um, Monday in the Ramble, a section of Central Park. Um, and that's filled with thick greenery that attracts over 230 bird species. That's when he says he saw a dog off its leash. So this is the dog that I was talking about. Uh, it says that's important to us birders because we know that dogs won't be off leash at all. And we can go there to see the ground dwelling birds. Um, and so Amy Cooper says she was walking her unleashed dog, knowing that it was against the rules. He was running in an open field. This man, he was bird watching. He came out of the bush. And so, sh uh, adding, um, let's see. Oh, and then it says Christian Cooper said the dog was tearing through the plantings. Um, he said he was actually pretty calm. He was just saying, Hey, you need to get your dog away. And the two went back and forth about the dog leash. Um, he then told her, look, if you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want, but you're not going to like it. And she, and I guess she says, I didn't know what that meant when you're alone in a wooded air area, that's terrifying. So I guess that's, you know, where people can decide whether or not, you know, he was threatening her. Um, Christian Cooper said he then pulled out dog treats. He told CNN, he keeps dog treats with him to get dog owners to put their dogs on leashes because in his experience, dog owners hate when a stranger feeds their dog treats and immediately <laughs> restrain their dog afterwards. Um, Amy Cooper said he was throwing them at her dog. He said he was never throwing them. So the video begins with Amy Cooper pulling her dog by the collar and telling Christian Cooper to stop recording. And he says, please don't come close to me. And she continues moving forward, um, closer to him. And then uh, she says, sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. He asks her again not to come close. And that's when she says she's going to call the police. And I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. And I've told the rest of the story. Hmm. So first of all, why are this husband and wife acting like they don't know each other? <laughs> <laughs> why do they have the same last name? Mm. That really throws it off. Um, it almost... so. And again, I always feel like I have to preface everything I say with like, you know, I know I'm white. I'm not meaning to be um, insensitive at all. This this is not a situation where anybody lost their life, like in the former scenario, which is tragic. This almost sounds like a real comedy of errors where it's like this African-American gentleman is a true birder. You, like he is sure he, he wants to be out there. She's intentionally breaking the rules. And the thing is, if you're a guy and there's a single woman out in the woods, like you're not trying to win the, the argument. You're trying to like diffuse the situation. Like, Oh, Hey, sorry. Like go back to like, and you also make yourself smaller as a man. If there's a solo woman that 
could feel threatened by you. Mm -hmm. Like you, you shrink your stature, you know, you make yourself more warm. Um, I don't understand why either of these parties, her included, like, why is she moving towards him if she feels threatened? Why isn't she yeah. putting her dog on a leash and GTFOing? Yeah. Like, I mean, the argument ends for me whenever she says she's going to call the cops and say that there's an Af- African American man threatening her life. Like, sure, maybe he could have handled the situation differently, but it's comedy up until that point because, you know, a lot of black men feel like like they aren't safe around cops and so if she had called the cops and he didn't have you know a recording of her saying that how how would this have ended like would it have ended differently you know yeah i mean i think it definitely would have um uh but it with i haven't seen the video at all so i i need to go watch this because was she being descriptive? Like, well, what if it was an Asian American? It's not like she called him the N word. I'm saying, was she being descriptive in a moment of, you know, frantic frenzy, or was it racist motivated? Like, so I'm I'm just wondering. Sometimes these situations that get that they're a situation between two people, and then a brief 21 second snippet of video is released to a, a segment of the world, which is the rest of us, all of us mm-hmm. that had no business in that situation. Um, we were not involved and we're supposed to extrapolate everything from this. Plus all the spin that we're hearing. I'm just confused about this whole situation. Yeah. That's like, yeah. did you watch it? Yeah. And how does she say it? There's an African American man. <laughs> Was she saying you shouldn't be here or what? You know, what was leading up to that? Him trying to get her and her dog out of there. Was she saying, I'm going to tell them that there's an African-American man because she felt like that would be the more compelling, like, oh, shoot, I need to drop this. I mean, that's what it felt like. But okay, then that would be that would be the wrong leverage. That would be the wrong. I mean, that would just be abuse in certain ways, you know, like. Yeah. So some of it is like racism. Some of it is just like we don't treat each other well, yeah. you know, just even as as humans, right? Just as um, as peers, yeah. And on it, like I I feel like <laughs> I keep bringing up stories like this, and I there's a possibility that you know 99 percent of our listeners don't care, and they think that I'm I'm being soft, and <laughs> that you know. Uh, that it's not racist, you know, we should support our cops. And there are a lot of good cops out there. So I'm not trying to say like law enforcement, uh, you know, 100% of them are bad or anything. I'm just saying that if you don't think there are any racial biases going on in this world, then you are just turning a blind eye. And uh, even if this story makes you uncomfortable or you feel like, you know, oh, that's that's not racism. She just felt threatened. He shouldn't have been you know, talking to her or messing with the dog or anything like that, you know, that's your prerogative. You can talk about it on your podcast and let me and Carson debate on here. But I just want to say that, you know, these are stories that are important to me because again, I I have a lot of friends that, that are hurt whenever they read these stories. And uh, so I'm going to keep bringing them up. You can always uh, fast forward through them, but they're important. Yeah, no, I mean, that's maybe the most important impact of all of this is like, 
seeing my black friends on social media react and like you can tell they're genuinely hurt and like where where can i call home where where am i to be treated equally Mm -hmm. where do i get a fair shake in this whole process especially our black male friends yeah and you think about it from their perspective like you see you see like somebody that looks like you Mm -hmm. literally like taking their last breath like that's a that's a graphic photo yeah that's heart breaking yeah. heart-wrenching and i mean again if you're a black male and a white lady is, is calling the cops on you saying an african-american man is threatening my life it whether you're racist or not you know what's going on in our world and you know or you should know the repercussions that that could bring so um that's that's really all that i have on that um again i'm, I'm not the racist pol- police but i feel like these are important stories that um, I would feel, you know, cause we do talk about news and, and stuff on here and I would feel weird not saying that and not supporting, uh, my friends. So, well, just, you know, it's not just about our friends. It's like just what's oh, yeah. right. And like, you know, I don't want, well, any, I just mean, any... I want to use this platform, like, you know, I'd be talking about this on Twitter and I, and I have and everything, but. I just I always want to use my platform for my friends to know that I'm supporting them. Obviously, it's bigger than them, and even no, for sure. Yeah, even if you don't have an, a black male or female that you hang out with or talk to on a regular basis, you should care about these these uh, stories. And if you don't, again, like like I talked about last time, you're just being complacent. Well, that's the hard part um, for for some folks is that I don't think that they have that exposure and. You know, it's something that, um, you know, even my, I'll call myself out. Like, I don't think that I've always been, um, I don't think that my outcomes in terms of a diverse, intimate friend group Mm -hmm. have been, um, I don't think that my outcomes have been as uh, exposed as they should have been, Yeah, you know, historically. That's fair. But, and, you know, I have a little... (laughs) It's weird because I I'm, I don't want to be up here and be like, you know, I have black friends and, you know, that makes me the authority on it either. Like, I, I just want, uh, I want to be able to talk about this, you know, just like you said, to the people who maybe didn't have uh, the opportunity to to get to know, you know. Well, we don't have to, we don't have anything. to beat around the bush. Like, there, I don't know what this is and I don't even know if it's wrong to call it out or draw the distinction. But B-Rad has always been, you know, one of the white guys that is just loved and embraced by the black community. Like you were the only white guy, white person in gospel choir in college, you know? Yeah. Like you've talked about, you know, your black girlfriends that called you booty or whatever they called you. And you <laughs> shout, know. Out, shout out Zipporah, shout out Brittany. I remember the outreach that Brad would get on campus and just how how it was like the united nations like we're just following this man at all times and honestly to be a a blonde hair blue-eyed white boy and to have that type of gravitas and just um kinship with so many different types of people i've always admired and thought it was a huge strength of yours and at this point it's like I mean, you're almost like Neil Brennan or somebody like (laughs) you're like a messenger looking for my, are you my, well, you're not my Dave Chappelle. I'm still looking for him. 
Dang. <laughs> Dang. Um, okay. Well, no, I mean, I appreciate that, but also I, I don't like, I'm not looking for any praise or any, you know, any like kudos to me. Um, it, it's, it's just something that, that needs more attention drawn to it. And I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like some people in my circle may not consider that, or they could just think I'm upright, downright crazy. Um, but no. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to talk to him about it. I don't think you've said anything terribly incendiary on here. You know, black person, unarmed black person is killed by the police. You're like, hey, that shouldn't happen. That's racist. I don't support that. Like, yeah. you know, th- there's nothing too crazy in that. You know, I know. it's kind of straightforward. I, but I, I think we, I think part. we can openly say that there are probably people in our lives that have racist tendencies, right? Uh, I mean, dude, I'm I'm white from Texas. <laughs> yeah, I come from that, and so that's that is not why... even that they were mean spirited. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. with elder generations where. You talk in a certain way, you say different things, and you just view the world in a certain way because that's what your that's how your palate is formed. Right. And if if you were able to say a word for the first fifty years of your life in good company, in good standing, like you know, if I was born in eighteen hundred, the sick reality is that I would be the median character of the mm-hmm. person in eighteen thirty, right, or eighteen hundred. That's the scariest part. You know, yeah. if you were born a white slave owner in the 1800s, do you think that you would have been a white slave owner? Yeah, that that's the part that sucks. It's like it. I, I don't even know. You, you, you're a product of nature and nurture and then free will once it kicks in and you're well informed enough to know something, know what to do with it, I right. guess. And and so we're well informed enough to be able to denounce that outright. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm, you know, I just view it as luxurious cause it's like, we have access to all of these <laughs> tools and this data now. And it's like, I mean, this should have never been happening over the millennia oh, yeah. of the world's existence, you know? So the fact that it's like, we're going to take this stance here, it's almost like laughable. It's like, right. why is this happening in the first place? This is so imperfect. Yeah. This is so outrageous. Um, and it, I just struggle with the fact that, you know, as a white person, I, I'm going to be, I, I shouldn't say this, but I really want to be real about this. Yeah. Every generation is a little less racist. Oh, no, yeah. No, you're like 100% Our correct. great, 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 great grandfathers uh, had slaves and, you know, the, had tobacco farms and mm-hmm. different things like this and. Uh, were terrible people in certain ways, yeah. in many ways. There was, I mean, that's the crazy, you can't even, was there a redeemable quality about any slave owner ever? You'd have to say yes, objectively. Yeah. Um, that's a tear. If I got, if this part gets exerted and CNN ran it, <laughs> I'd be, you know, canned forever. You know what I mean? Right. But that's not the way that I mean it. I mean that I saw loving great grandparents say things that they shouldn't have said mainly out of ignorance and you know it's heartbreaking and then you see like more of a parental generation or maybe their older peers that would still flirt with like uh dog whistle language almost Mm -hmm. you know 
acronyms or something, you know, I'm being really real about this. And then you get to, then you get to the two thousands and it's like a bunch of little white boys that were raised (laughs) on 50 cent. We're like, we just say it in songs, you know? And it's like, it's, it's a weird thing, but honestly, I see the enlightenment progressively occur more. And you have to think that racism as we've known it will die out eventually like we're within a generation or two of even the remnants of like man you would hope every generation that we put put between us and slavery us and jim crow us and like any time that there was a distinction or they were lesser than or anything like that things get more equal and it's not right it likely won't be right for a very long time and anything that we can do as dumb white guys to like help yes we want to yeah i'm i'm trying to not take a stance here i'm trying to tell you about my experience Mm -hmm. and what i've seen from other similar similar looking people from this area of the country yeah you know because i feel like this may sound dumb but it's like our black friends want to enlighten us. They want to, they want that video to be surfaced to say, you know, this is what our plight is. This is what we're dealing with all the time. And conversely, I want it to be a two way conversation where I'm like, I've seen racism like close to home and it didn't feel like the way that it, it, it was taken. Mm -hmm. It, it, it's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. And it's a, yeah it's like i I just want to assure them that i see it die more with each generation and Mm -hmm. it has been too prevalent and i think that we kid ourselves when we talk about how it hasn't been a factor for a very long time now or we've been past that for a while we haven't you go back to movies from the 90s or even the 2000s where like Mm -hmm. go back to sandler movies where uh rob rob schneider's playing asian men and like oh yeah all sorts of dude i so another topic that i had on this i don't know if you saw jimmy fallon catch a little bit of heat this week no uh he got in trouble for an snl skit that he did over or he that he did 20 years ago um he was in blackface uh pretending or impersonating uh chris rock and so um a lot of people were you know saying to cancel him and obviously this is a whole different facet and and you could have even different opinions on this uh you know depending depending on your thoughts but so let me get this straight jimmy fallon was portraying chris rock in an snl skit and did what in blackface yeah in blackface right and so the video resurfaced and now people are calling to cancel him um are they also canceling Lauren Michaels and all the SNL brand and cast and crew because no. th- that was done under their umbrella? Yeah. And if it's done on SNL, typically it's meant tongue in cheek and as a total exploitation or reflection of modern day culture and its most extreme tendencies. Yeah. And how ridiculous everything is. Right. Okay. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> bro, th- yeah. this is like a, a sliding scale of racist stories I where know. it's That's like, what I'm okay. Saying. Yeah, the first one feels cheapened now that we're to this because yeah. uh, get over it. Like, what yeah. are we talking about? First of all, is Trudeau racist for 
going in semi blackface to an Arabian Nights party like in the seventies? Was that really racist? Like, I don't know if we if we have a black listener right now that is truly incensed by somebody's 30 or 40 year old photo of them in blackface at a Halloween party surfaces. Are you really upset about that? And if so, why? And I want to hear about it because likely you have a perspective that I don't. I I view that as the least racist thing that we've discussed on this podcast thus far. You know, sure. the, the park example was much more extreme. The The killing incident was much more extreme. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. A terrible outcome. Um, this situation, uh, do you think Jimmy Fallon is a racist for real? No. Okay, I don't but, either. And that's, but I, I just bring that topic to the table because I want to show how i don't I, I guess just the range because again we're not the authority on like i cannot tell a black person how to feel about a certain situation for sure i definitely agree with that yeah and so that's why i'm just bringing up even something that seems like simple uh, a harmless joke and I, i'm just bringing it up i'm not saying like we need to decide whether or not it was it was well, inappropriate or not i i could go with uh if somebody that is african-american is offended by that I'll go with that 100%. I guess that I'm reflecting more on the, oh, did they just reach into the grab bag of old tweets and yeah. footage to like catch someone in a gotcha? Because, right. I mean, it used to be that you could dress up like different people, you know, for movies or skits or Halloween or whatever. Like, I'm not going to lie. You can go ahead and cancel me, but I'm pretty positive that one year for Halloween... I was a Native American in mm. the early 90s. So, you know, <laughs> what, right. was that? I, I was four, you know? Like, I don't know. I didn't go in red face, mm -hmm. you know? I think I had some paint on my cheek and a little Feather. little headdress on. I was little, little moccasins. Yeah. Was that adorable or was that the most racist thing I've ever done? I don't know, man. Don't, it's the don't, same thing. Don't run right? for office, <laughs> buddy. I would no, love I, to run for office no, someday. I and you that, know, I just want to see. That, my... That's the point that I'm trying to make. And perhaps the point is that some people are trying to trivialize things that don't really matter. Whenever people are getting killed out here, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like we should be focusing not on Jimmy Fallon. We should be focusing on other things. Again, I'm not the person who's going to make that decision. I'm just, you know. That's just something for us and for the listener to think about. Yeah. We're not going to solve it all tonight, are we? Probably not, man. Maybe maybe by episode 35. Man, so this is episode 34. Isn't it? I was thinking like, oh, wow, 15 weeks left in the first year of the show. And then a really morbid thought hit me on my way home from work. I What's was that? like, dude, this show has a max number <laughs> yeah because in 15 weeks you know the average lifespan would have been 79 runs of this show okay. so we've already been through 30 runs of this show mm -hmm. when you think about it I, i'm confused on why on i'm what saying you... that we can only get to episode six or eight hundred oh because we're gonna die someday because we're gonna die oh got it okay like, yeah, we're on episode 34 and 
like eight, nine months of our lives have lapsed. That's okay. I, I've been praying for you. We're going to have episodes in heaven, buddy. I, I, I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, download it from the cloud. <laughs> the one you're sitting on. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. You're welcome. That was bad. Um, okay. Uh, Azalea Banks says she had sex with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> what's wrong with you say what is wrong with you um i would just like to state that uh <laughs> back in the early 2000s he turned down having another season of the dave Chappelle show or the Chappelle show he turned down a hundred million dollars i think that he could turn down azalea banks and that's all I'm, uh there's only going to be like one percent of listeners who uh would appreciate that joke and hey uh, real talk is she the girl that's like hey i was in the 212 i'm the uptown girl yeah yeah that sounds like her you know what's up or don't you she's the crazy one that just is always saying outlandish she's kind of hot when did they have sex crazy though like if you if you do the crazy hot scale like she surpassed like she's more crazy than hot okay um I'm just saying we're, we're, we like girls in different quadrants of that graph, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Fair is fair. Let's be honest. Fair is fair. Um, so it was this? Re- he has a wife. He's yeah, a that's the fil- thing. Well, he had a sex tape or something that almost squashed things that got mailed to him. Remember that I story? Thought, in a, wasn't that Kevin Hart? A bit. I think it was both of them. Oh. Probably. I don't. I know for sure that happened to Kevin Hart. I think. Uh, Dave talked about it in an early special. When does she claim that they did it? Uh, like somewhat recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Oh, no. I can't wait to see how he. Uh, right. I, I'm just looking forward how to the nothing jokes. Nothing happens. Just, and life continues. Just on. looking forward to the jokes is all. Yeah. Well. You think he gets to step out from time to time or what's the deal? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that isn't that the deal that we make? It's like, babe. When you say we, as men, it's like when we take our vows. It's like unless I become number one at something, and then no, Carson. Oh, okay. That's did I not get that right? Um, I thought that's how that went. You write your vows, and (laughs) you form any any type of plan that you want. Make sure she's cool with it before wedding day, please. Um, but that's not the gen. I wouldn't say that's the general consensus. Yeah. I guess just uh, I'm talking about as a casual media observer, it's like, you know, the most famous, wealthiest man uh, on this vertical, you know, when Michael Jordan gets divorced. Are people, like, yeah, are knows, people surprised? You know, no. when Tiger Woods gets caught with some mistresses when he's winning 82 PGA Tour championships, are you really surprised? Probably not. Um, I personally think that you can't be number one without a weird kink a little bit. I think that uh, you're driven in many ways, so to speak. Uh, Dave, I don't know, man. I mean, I'd like to think that if he did step out or do something that she kind of knew, you know, like maybe it was more of a, you know, couples, couples change, dude. Couples have good marriages and sometimes They'll let each other do something, or so. You know. Are you continuing this this under the impression that this story is true? So, like, do you believe her when she says that? Oh, is it not confirmed? No. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I have to, I've literally not heard a thing about this. All I'm saying is that I don't picture Dave as really the type to run games on his wife. Yeah. I picture him as more the type to be like, um, to call her before or like, Hey babe, or, or for her to be involved. <laughs> like I, I'm not trying to be no, crass. I know. I know. I'm that, just saying that probably like, is the type of person he is. Yeah. I would picture him more being like, Hey babe, we got a live one. Let's go back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than being like, I'm sneaking around behind her back. He lives on a farm in Ohio. Yeah. Like he's purposely out of the bubble. He's right. one of the most authentic people alive right now. He's, I mean, he just got the Mark Twain award from this, um, what is it? The Smithsonian or, yeah. um, I can't remember. Um, the Kennedy oh, center. There it is. Uh, so, is she known for fabricating stories or? Yeah. I mean, she just always says outlander stuff to, to get her name in the headlines. So where was this reported? I don't know. Will you read I get all, more of the I get story? All my, I get all my stuff on Twitter, man. Um, you just read headlines though. You don't click in. Well, what do you want me to do, bro? I want you to click in and <laughs> oh, read okay. it. I want um, you to do research. Mr. Grad student. Oh, I guess she had posted it under a, an Instagram post. Shout out Instagram. Her captions are a lot more uh, intriguing than mine. You'll get there, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Ah. I hate that you're calling me, me him because I hate him. <laughs> Ooh, getting under your skin? No, just don't. No, like just don't like it. No. Oh. I'm not bothered. Let's see. So she said it in an Instagram comment? Sounds real reputable. Yes. She calls out Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat. Um, yeah, I mean, we can sit here for me trying to find it, but you can continue talking if you want. Okay. I, I take it CNN and the New York Times haven't picked <laughs> this up yet. <laughs> nah, bro, I'm on the source. CNN is just so ecstatic. They got a police... Uh, a police killing of an unarmed black man and the a hundred thousandth COVID death in the same week. They literally on Saturday, they're just counting down. They're like, as, as we near a hundred thousand American deaths. And then mm -hmm. it like, it took forever for it to get over 98 and then 99. And then finally they got a hundred today. And they're like, finally, like it was like breaking news, a hundred thousand. And it's like, dude, you've been saying this for the last week. Yeah, so she's over here dragging a bunch of different female artists, and then uh, this is, you know, on social media, and then she says, I've actually hooked up with a lot of powerful men, <laughs> and then she says, I should ruin your marriage. I should tell the world that we hooked up, and I'm paraphrasing here, <laughs> and then she says, what am I keeping secrets <laughs> for y'all for? Uh, no, Dave Chappelle can hook up with me again. He was good. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the type of comment that makes a man blood curdle. Just go ice cold. I should ruin your marriage. Woo! Scurry. Woo! <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> Stay away. That's your type. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm like, but I wanted to ruin yours. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. I'm playing. I, I apologize, listeners. For I, that's a joke. Um, I mean, I think Azalea Banks is definitely attractive in a weird way. Um, but it's the crazy. That's why. Shut up. That, I like her music. Um, 
I, no. I do. Stacy, come on. Stacy Tittimore will bail me out here. We used to watch two one two all the uh. time. That video is epic. Have you seen it? No. Oh my goodness. We are gonna stop this podcast. We're gonna go <laughs> no. watch this because it is the most I'll legendary video ever. I'll watch it after. Oh, it's so good. And she's got such spunk and sass. Good for mm. Dave. <laughs> I don't believe that it happened. I think she is certified crazy. I mean, he probably saw it and laughed and oh, he's yeah. like, oh, babe, look. He's like, more material. Azalea's like calling me out, you know? Yeah. I. That's scary, though. For those that, Oh, for those that don't know, Azalea Banks is a female rapper and Dave Chappelle is a comedian. <laughs> I know that we have listeners who don't know wow. who they are. For so. the pasty ones out there. <laughs> no, just for the parents. <laughs> well, people know who Dave is. Azalea uh, Banks now. Yeah. I mean, what has she done here recently? Anything? <laughs> These type of You know who posts. I kind of like? He's kind of a little thug. Is, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Cash Doll. Cash Doll's cool. I like Cash Doll. Yeah. Like, she's got some good bars. Yeah. Some good beats. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? All right, mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Logan. <laughs> I think I win that one. Um, What do you got? Oh, let me let me check. Let I got to check. A, uh, let yeah. me see. Attack by bird? Check. <laughs> um, Pool party Saturday? Check. Oh, so we had a team meeting this week, and literally just one by one were asked like, so what's your plan? You thinking about going back to the office or you liking remote work? You want to stay here, move away? Like mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. And I was kind of the only holdout for the office oh, um, wow. on a more consistent basis. Uh, so I think the world is changing, you know, where yeah. uh, a colleague's wife works for AT&T corporate and they've been told that, you know, they don't have to come back the remainder of the year calendar wow. year. You know, many companies have said work remote permanently or, you know, as long as you stay within a general time zone, you're yeah, fine. That'll uh, save money on like office spaces and uh, commute, commute, wear and tear. Yeah. I mean, I got into a wreck going home from work one day and I thought, man, if I was working remote, this would have never I would have not had this exposure, so to speak. Yeah. But then I also think that when you get too efficient and streamlined with your life where you're like, if I cut out the commute and then, Hey, if I just sleep at the desk <laughs> in my home and yeah. nobody ever comes over, yeah, I'll be super yeah. Uber eats and Amazon it, it drives all the joy out of things. And like, yeah, there's something exposure. to be exactly. There's something to be said about working with people. And clearly you care about that because you are the one holding out for the office, but it seems like that's not on a lot of people's uh, priority uh, at the top of their list. It's hard because I did pretty well with this remote work phase over COVID and you can set up your home office to where it never, you know, moves around and stuff. And like mm-hmm. when you pack up and take half of the computers to the office and you still want to use your wireless magic mouse and all this different stuff, sometimes it's like, uh, I, for the first time today, I had the most freak out moment. I've had this moment many days that I get to work and it always ends up fine where I'm looking for my AirPods mm-hmm. in my computer bag and I could not find them today. And I was like, I went to work without my AirPods Oof. and that is a, ruined day like i cannot function yeah it's like showing up to a workout without the headphones you know yeah it's just yeah it just doesn't work for me um i i can actually anticipate you cutting off your sentence or natural Mm -hmm. flow of conversation more readily with airpods than if i'm just going straight connection especially over computer yeah yeah tough so that happened and you know um uh our ceo told us about 
uh, his plans to take a, a Mercedes sleeper van mm-hmm. cross country and go visit various board members and relatives and he's got it all equipped for Wi-Fi and calls and pull over and take a take a call or whatever needs to happen but nice. it's like the new reality of work where I'm like what you know up until this point I couldn't wait to you know my office is four minutes from my apartment <sighs> and I'm gonna go to the office every day and I'm gonna see these people and life yeah. is never gonna change and I'm I always am so rigid and just like um, uh, for being so futuristic, I'm also rutted in, right. in many ways. And so whenever I got all this information, I saw the direction that, you know, my parents' clients were going in, the, the tech world was going in and has been going in, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and just the stability of like being able to work from home, even if you had that 7.30 a.m. call and that 5.30 call, like you can get other stuff done throughout your day yeah. and incorporate um more aspects of your life in a easier way so you know i enjoy the the optional office mm-hmm. but it just got me to thinking like man why am i not in mexico right now like sequestered on a beach quarantined like you know working in the same time zone but from a white sand beach somewhere yeah like why am i viewing why do i view it this way why do i view anything traditionally yeah, I mean, you can have contact with people out there on the beach, you know? Yeah. So. But, I mean, as long as my business is going to be conducted primarily both internally and externally through Zoom mm-hmm. and then shared documents, yeah. spreadsheets, you know, Google Drive, uh, HubSpot software, as long as you I just need to be plugged anywhere. into that. Like, that's how you know you're at work. Like, are you available online? Are you readily responsive on Slack? That's when people are like, oh, he's in the office. Mm-hmm. but the office is virtual now for all practical intense purposes. And Welcome to the future. When, when you're so specialized where, you know, I'm in a startup where if one of us goes down, you know, we're all mission critical, you know, mm-hmm. to a particular thing. And we all need to be firing at all cylinders to go to the next level. Yeah. And, um, well, I think I think this will work out as long as uh, everybody's holding themselves accountable and getting their work yeah, done. You know no, I mean? for sure. Because as soon as people start screwing up, it's like, all right, everyone pack it up. You're going back to your cubicle. Yeah. Um, I, f- I can't place why I was telling you that piece of it. Um, forget it. Okay. Sorry. We're all... Anyway, wh- as long as you're plugged in online, you don't need to be rigid about physical proximity to other people because mm-hmm. um a lot of time oh because we're so specialized most of the time that you're doing your actual work work you're alone anyway yeah. you're with a client you're you know with another member of the product team or you know what a, a vendor a f- investor you know we're all doing our segmented things then we come back together for these meetings and different things like that different check-ins and stand-ups but um yeah it's just <laughs> The majority of the time that you're in person, even mm-hmm. I wasn't with them. You know, they were in the office upstairs, and I was in a pod downstairs. Yeah. But just being able to have that couple time a week meeting, that hey, you want to go grab lunch? You know, whatever mm-hmm. is going on, you see each other going back and forth from coffee. It just adds something. So I think that there's a lot of perks to the new norm. I mm-hmm. think that there's we're gonna have. Um, a pendulum swing as well in a weird social way where we're going to need other ways to connect. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, 
you'll be happy to hear that I've chosen my book list for this upcoming school year and I have placed um, outliers in, in my in one of the books that I'm going to be reading with my with my students. Nice. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, which I've talked about on this podcast several episodes ago. Um, but, you know, still going to be doing literature and stuff, but I'm going to try to pack in some of these self-help, self-improvement, thought-provoking books as well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, excited to see the discussion that, that's going to be coming off of it. I know Brock had, had talked about uh, his latest one, Talking with Strangers, and I finally picked up that book, and I've uh, been reading it. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be done with it by next week. So. Will you bring it to me next week? Yep. Uh, I would love to read that. I've got, um, I've got multiple books on the way to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of went crazy on Amazon the other night and nice. I got Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life. Okay. Um, anxious to dive into that one. I think I'd bought that for my mom in the past, but got my own copy. And then I was kind of nervous to read this, but um, you know, I've often felt a little paralyzed in life because I don't know what to think about the afterlife or what the mm. real purpose of this life is. And it's hard to orient your real uh, goals in life when you don't necessarily always have a really firm conviction in that area. Um, so, you know, I decided to dig into a book that is going to present some different viewpoints. Um, mm. And so have you heard of Sam Harris? That sounds familiar. What book? I, I bought Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion hmm. by Sam Harris, who is actually, he's a renowned atheist, technically, okay. um, but he has uh, a lot of different theories on free will and um, our evolution and just us as a species. He's been on Rogan a lot. He has his own podcast called Waking Up, where he sheds light on a lot of interesting topics. And he also is the um, uh, creator and operator of the meditation app. What did you use. say his name is? Sam Harris. Oh, okay. That's not who I was thinking of, but that's cool. Yeah. So he's got, so Jordan Peterson is of the ilk. I, I like Jordan's uh, little spiel a little bit more in terms mm -hmm. of his take on religion, which is um, act like Jesus is real, even if you don't necessarily buy it. Yeah. You'll have a better, you'll have a better reward either way. Yeah. Um, which I, I buy. There's a theory called Pascal, Pascal's theory and that's, uh, or Pascal's wager. And it's like, I think maybe I've talked about it before, but no, uh, keep going. I've heard um, of this. So it's basically like if you wager that God doesn't exist and he is, well then you get eternal damnation. And then if you wager that, uh, God is uh, real, and and you choose to go that route well it's like then you you know go to heaven and if if you believe that he's real and he's not well then no harm done you still lived a good life but the people against that theory and that wager is like well if you're not genuinely believing in god then um and you're doing it just for the reward then you're not going to get the reward that would be people's argument to that yeah i mean I think that the people that that works for don't necessarily know if they can genuinely do anything, you know, like the, there's a yeah. certain level of self distrust associated with that, yeah. but it, it's they a vantage do. point that I want to get. Um, you know, I've often wondered is meditation the same thing as prayer in terms of its, uh, 
its physical um, ramifications or, or benefits mm-hmm. impacts on the body and your system. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I had I have been doing a lot of meditation. Um, I was told to up my dosage the other day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm really bad at being present. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like MJ in the last dance, he was so present. Like yeah. I want to be like that. And I think that there's a lot of success that is inherent with being present because mm-hmm. you're the present person. Like you yeah. can close that deal because you're in the moment you're listening and meditation is all about being in the moment and um, being calm and thinking about your responses right. and the stimuli that, you're just always inadvertently being attacked by um, that's being introduced into your consciousness, which is really all that you have. Right. Um, is your consciousness and your response to different things. So I wanted to read that. I might even read some of the Bible, a um, little bit of that, like just get some, I, I want to dig in a little bit more on some of these things okay. that uh, it's like, I, I have to do a little bit of short-term value and then a little bit mm-hmm. of long-term value. So it's like, I'll read a sales book. This will impact my career right now. And then, Oh, what do we think about the rest of life? Like, mm-hmm. what are we gunning for? Yeah. I like that. So get a little versatile with it. More to come. Um, I like outliers being added to the schedule. Yeah. I'm super excited to dig into, um, Talk talking strangers. to strangers. Cause I read it in a coffee shop in Austin, mm-hmm. the first chapter waiting for a table once. And it was fascinating. Yeah. But uh, I need to read more of it. Yeah, I'll bring it to you next week. I, I wish books were even cheaper. Like, yeah, yeah, all the books that I buy are like fourteen 15, bucks. Nine, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's still like, why couldn't this be five? You know, why is everything else so commercialized, but this isn't? You know, right? Um, and I just don't. I tried Audible, and mm-hmm. I just I can't get behind it. My my retention. What about just like uh, ebooks, like on a Kindle? Because those so, can, those can be cheaper. That's true. I read when I'm traveling, the whole iPhone book is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I read an entire book or two. I think I read two books on my Europe travels last year. Mm-hmm. And that was entirely via my phone, which wasn't a bad experience. But I'm just one of those people that I need a tangible book. Right. I really feel best. I like to, uh, I have a bookmark. It's Michael Denny's current River on business card. Mm. Shout out to. His, him and his business card stories that he always <laughs> likes to rib me for. Um, he'll be happy to know that every line of the book is trailed with his his Whoa, moniker. There you go. Um, so I just, there, I'm something about that physical ingestion is oh, yeah. better for I my prefer, comprehension. I prefer the physical books as well. So, anywho, you about ready to get out of here? Yeah, man. Think you got we any shout a, outs? Um, I'm going to shout out Courtney Reichert. Uh, that would be Brock's wife. Uh, he had tweeted out that she oh, had listened yeah. to our episode last week and that uh, she fell asleep during Joe Rogan, but uh, <laughs> didn't fall asleep during ours. What's wrong with this picture? I'm just saying Joe Rogan got a hundred million dollar deal for the next for uh, he got each way year. more than that. Well, no, I'm saying a oh, okay. hundred million dollars a year Where's for five years. Of? This is coming from Joe Budden, who is also signed to Spotify and has... Send me this segment. We've got so oh, much it's... to watch. We're going to watch Azalea Banks. We're going to watch <laughs> Joe Budden. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he just... he. I knew it was hundreds of millions. Yeah. It had, it had to have been because yeah. they gave Howard $500 million and they didn't get like his entire library, did they? I don't you know, think, like from yeah. all the years, like they're getting Rogan's whole library to license. Yeah. Plus video. So they're saying like it's at least five five hundred million for the next five years. No, but shout out to to Brock and Courtney because he was yeah. saying they were traveling somewhere and 
she was uh-huh. nodding off. He was like, we were listening to podcasts. And <laughs> she kept sleeping through JRE, but could stay awake through the weekly catch up. So you got a new fan and I was Let's like, go. hope we didn't scare you away with this one, but uh, like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just think that was really sweet. And uh, obviously I'm just a huge fan of, of those two. So, but if you like the weekly catch up more than JRE, get your priorities together. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not yeah, playing. You were, we're the best. You are underestimating us. We're the best. Um, shout out to, let me, let me, let me say this about Joe Rogan. He is no doubt a great interviewer, but I think a huge pull that he has is all the guests. Like, I feel like people a lot of times tune in for the guests that he brings. We tune in for the experience, the uh, Joe Rogan experience. Wait, sure. We tune in for the and whole what thing does that for young exper- Jamie, for the guest. I like Neil deGrasse Tyson I'm just saying, followed by Dog pe- the Bounty Hunter. But I'm telling you, people tune in to this podcast for me and you, buddy. <laughs> just us it's all about us yeah there's no strings attached there's us uh, in our platform uh-huh uh-huh whoop thanks y'all thanks for doing that <laughs> super appreciate it yeah such an ego trip bro i'm just saying we're gonna have like 30 friends listening to this yeah this episode <laughs> to is logan paul and carson <laughs> yeah this episode is uh brought to you by to kill a mockingbird uh, <laughs> oh, hey man i should not have told that story. but that thing scared me half to death anyway shout out to stacy chittimore yeah. it's her birthday yesterday oh let's go uh be more bff um and birthday, shout Stacey. out to Claudia Gonzalez. It was also her birthday yesterday. All right. Shout out. It happy birthday. Megan Grizz's birthday next, next week. week. And uh, shout happy out birthday. to. Happy early birthday, Grizz. We'll shout you out again next week. Shout out and rest in peace to our grandfathers and generations that served in the military yes. and gave us the opportunity to celebrate Memorial Day mm-hmm. this week. We, we appreciate your sacrifice. Absolutely. The country that you helped build in no, sh- in no small part. Yeah. So, and shout out to all the tots. Thanks for holding us down. Thanks to KBB for, I'm pretty sure, a third week of sponsorship. Mm, I will be rad some cash moolah, baby. Yeah, you're about to take me to dinner, son. And uh, shout out to Michael Cohen. Enjoy your new freedom. Uh, definitely <laughs> don't reapply for your old job because right. that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and best of luck, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think uh, with that, we will catch you up next week. Bye-bye.